will revisit this very um, common and very popular and familiar verses of the scripture. And I hope that um, we will learn things that um, very important to our lives. And in order for us to um, encourage ourselves to serve the Lord. 2 Corinthians 5, verse number 10. Only one verse, and just to, um, to start on, and we will see what the Lord will do to us throughout this um, um, verse. From verse number 10, let's read this together. First or 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse number 10. If you are there, let's read this together. Verse number 10, together now, ready, read. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body, according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, once again, Lord, we thank you for this morning. Thank you for the blessing. Thank you that we can gather together, Lord, to uh, give honor and praise to your name. Help us, Lord, to uh, attend to these things and um, attune our hearts, Lord, so that we will know your will in our lives and that we can follow it. And Lord, help us that um, every time we come to church, we will learn something in order for us to, to grow. And help us, Lord, that um, we will be faithful and to the things that you want us to do. And bless us, Lord, in our uh, service and the, the rest of our services for the rest of the day. I pray that you'll be glorified and magnified in our midst. Bless your people once again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Our title is very common, and uh, we have been using this title for many times before, The Judgment Seat of Christ. And there are a lot of things that we can look um, at this, you know, um, verse that Jesus Christ um, is saying here, or Apostle Paul actually, but this is the Word of God. So we need to understand that we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. The moment that anyone believes in the Lord Jesus Christ, God saves him. And that is what uh, this um, Bible is telling us in Romans 10.9. Romans 9, it says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Now, my friend, no one deserves to be saved. Not one. No one deserves heaven. No one ever do anything to merit or earn salvation. Why? Because salvation is altogether of grace. It is altogether uh, uh, in, the, in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ bestowed upon us. It is given to us fully and freely. We have not done anything about that salvation. It is all in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it is given upon all of them who accept Him and trust Him alone. As their personal Savior. Ephesians chapter 2 verse number 8 and 9. For by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not of works. Verse number 9. Lest any man should boast. 
You cannot enter heaven and arrive heaven and say, Lord, if all the people were just like me. <laughs> I think if it's all the people were just like Brother Brent, I think I, I, can, I can, you know, justify that. <laughs> no, no. There's no, no one, no one in this world can earn that salvation. It's all of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's only in the Lord. Titus 3, 5. Titus chapter 3, verse number 5. Not of works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy, He saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Now, because therefore salvation is altogether of grace, when the Lord Jesus Christ comes the second time, when He comes again, Every Christian will be translated into his presence to be with him forever. And that's a great blessing. All of us who receive the Lord Jesus Christ in, into our heart, into our life, we will be translated. We will, we will come before his presence. All of us will be funneled into that presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because that is the design. When you come to Christ, when you receive him as your Lord and Savior, you will end up there in His presence. In, in 1 Thessalonians 4, verse number 17, this is the, where the rapture word uh, you know, is derived. Uh, 1 Thessalonians 4, 17. Um, or, um, tech people, tech small people are struggling. <laughs> Amen. For then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with this word. You have problems, my friend, just ask yourself, you know, am I saved? Do I have Christ in my life? Do I have Christ in my heart? I will tell you if you can say yes to that. Comfort one another with this word because we are going to see Christ. That's right. We are going to go to heaven and all of us yep. will appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Yep. But again, there are different kinds of Christians. All of us will appear before the Lord Jesus Christ and praise the Lord. We are all saved. If you appear, if you appear there, you are saved and praise the Lord for that. But there are Different kinds of Christians. There are these faithful Christians and there are these unfaithful Christians. There are these spiritual Christians and there are also these worldly Christians. There are these diligent Christians and also these careless Christians. But all of this, whether faithful or unfaithful, whether spiritual or worldly, whether diligent or careless, all of these people will appear before the presence of Christ. Matthew chapter 25, verse 21. Matthew 25, verse 21. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. 
1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse number 1. This is now Apostle Paul speaking to these people, Christian people, and said, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. You have been a Christian for many years, but you have not grown. You are still a babe. And Ephesians chapter 5, verse number 17, or verse number 15. Ephesians chapter 5, verse number 15. The Bible says, See then that you walk circumspectly. Uh, this is the word that uh, we, we call, we call it, you know, uh, serious. Not careless, but diligent. Circumspectly, be careful, you know, just like a cat. Even the cat will walk in the, with, the, with the wires and, 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 and sharp um, glasses. The, the cat so careful. That's circumspect. Circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Now, Pastor, you might ask, um, what does it matter then, Pastor, as to the kind of Christians we are? If when the Lord Jesus Christ comes again, we shall all be appearing. We shall all be caught up anyway. So, why we need to be so faithful like anyone else? Or why, why, why should we be faithful like Apostle Paul? My, my friends, my answer to that is that we need to be faithful. We need to be faithful because there is this coming judgment seat of Christ. It's a big difference there. If you are faithful here today, if you are faithful in the Lord, then the judgment seat of Christ is on your side. You have no problem then. And there is this giving of reward. That's why we need to be faithful. And there is this potential loss of reward also that we need to avoid. There is a great potential of the loss of reward if you are not careful in your Christian life. You see, every Christian, there is a great examination day. And that day is coming. And we must live and work in the light of that day. To receive a full reward from the Lord Jesus. We will receive full reward. John, uh, 2 John chapter 1 verse number 8. 2 John verse number 8. <clears throat> Look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought. But that we receive a full reward. The, that reward can be lost. The things that you have done for the Lord Jesus Christ, you will receive reward. And again, it makes a tremendous difference what kind of Christians we are. Don't settle for less. Don't settle for less and be faithful to the Lord in everything, especially in the work of the Lord. Love the souls of men. Love the word of God. Love the, the, the work of God. Love the things that God loves. And notice here, my friend, 
In the judgment seat of Christ, no believer will ever be judged for his sins. That is not a judgment about our sins. That is the judgment of all the works that we do after our salvation. That means you, you reach there, you're already saved. But that is not the judgment for our sins. For the sins of every believer have already been judged and punished in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ at the cross of Calvary. At the cross of Calvary, all our sins have been punished there in the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. John chapter 5, verse number 24. John chapter 5, verse number 24. It says there, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word, and believeth on him that sent me, hath everlasting life, and shall not come, shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. You see, we are going to be judged in the judgment seat of Christ, but not our sins, but we are going to be judged concerning our life and concerning our service. That is why being saved is not enough. Because if that is the purpose of God for all of us to be saved and get to heaven, so the moment we get saved, we better die. Right? After our salvation, we better go home to be with the Lord. But no, because God wants us to develop this and to, to, uh, to work this out for our reward. God wants us to um, gain reward. And this morning we will see what to expect at the judgment seat of Christ. What are these things that we, 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 we need to see and what are these things that's going to happen in the judgment seat of Christ? My friend, when we appear before the judgment seat of Christ, we shall appear as we really are. There is no more pretense there. There is nothing that can be hidden. Everything is going to be open. All our sins, our secrets, and the closets, and everything, nothing can escape in the, in the sight of the Lord Jesus Christ. Down here, we are never seen by each other as we really are. I look at you, and many of you are faithful, but sometimes, you know, that is just the facade. Sometimes people are good looking at the outside, but inside there are lots of secrets. Lots of mysteries. There are lots of things going on. But the Lord Jesus Christ will reveal everything to us. And only God can see our hearts. Look again in our text in, in 2 Corinthians 5 verse number 10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. That everyone may receive the things done in his body. According to that he had done. Whether it be good or bad. Not just the good, but also the bad. That is what's going to happen in the judgment seat. You cannot be selecting. Oh Lord, oh, only this part of my life, Lord. Look at my attendance at church. Look at my giving. Look at my, my, my mission giving. Look at my um, love, love giving. And look at my, 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 my labor there. Lord, only this part. Leave this part, you know. <laughs> You cannot do that. Everything will be displayed. Everything will be revealed. Whether it be good or bad. In Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse number 13 and 14, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. 
fear God and keep his commandments for this is the whole duty of man for God shall bring every work the motive of every work whether it be good or whether it be evil every work you get up in the morning and then, you know you shower you brush your teeth and you put your clothes on I'll tell you God will scrutinize the reason why the Lord will, scrut will scrutinize the motive why why you are why you why you are uh, dressing up today for whom is that is it for the Lord or for for where are you going what's the motive of that the Lord will test everything and will get into the motive of your action why you did such a thing you see that is very scary because we have a lot of secrets and all those secrets will be revealed there will be a lot of surprises there in heaven a lot of surprises you see this person you know that uh, this person is not so faithful and then all of a sudden he is approved of God we do not know why we will be revealed and this person is so faithful and praise the Lord for the faithful men and women and we praise the Lord for that and, and we trust that you know they are doing that with all their heart and they believe a life that is acceptable in the sight of God and there is no pretension there let us practice no pretense in this life because when we get there there will be no pretension all of us yep. will be revealed we must all appear in other words we must all be manifested without pretense in our own true characters you know remember um, back in the uh, New Testament in the book of Acts chapter 5 you will find a couple there by the name of Ananias and Sapphira in Acts chapter 5 verses um, I think uh, from verses 1 to 10 and this couple they, they look around in the church and whoa this Ananias he sold his property he has land and, and he sold his property and the money he brought to the church and they, 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 they are obliged to do the same and they thought that oh this is a good idea and then they have their land also they have their house perhaps and you know maybe they have several properties they sold one and, and they said to the church that they will give them the price of that but once it was sold they keep back part of the price and they give, they, they gave it to the church that's a big money. That's a big money already. But it's not about the amount. God is not so concerned about the amount. God is concerned about the, you know, um, the truth. The truth is, they, they, they keep back part of the money. It's not all. They did not follow their promise. And that is where the Holy Spirit was grieved and killed Ananias and Sapphira. 
the Holy Spirit manifested their wrong deeds. And again, notice in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse number 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. In verse number, I'll start from verse number 11. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. My friend, if you are saved today, you have the foundation of Jesus Christ in your heart. That is why you are called Christian, because Jesus Christ lives in you. Jesus Christ, you know, comes into your life. The moment that Jesus Christ comes into your life, He will stay there for forever. He will stay in your life. And that is what that is where the point where you are called Christian because Christ lives in you. It's not you're not a Christian because you are you are baptized in the yep. in a Christian church. Yep. You are not a Christian because you, you are raised in a Christian home. Yep. You can only become a Christian when Jesus Christ lives in you. When yep. you say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner, Lord, forgive me of my sins, Lord, by faith I receive you, come into my heart and, and save my soul. That is the moment that Jesus Christ comes into your life. And then that is the moment that you are called a Christian because Christ lives in you. Now, here, other foundations, He is the foundation, but you have to, foundation is just a foundation. After that, you, 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 you put the pillars there, you put the walls, you put the, the, all this, the beams and the trusses and the, the roofing and everything else. The foundation is there. Jesus Christ is our foundation the moment we got saved. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, um, wood, hay, stubble, every man's word shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide, which he hath built thereupon, he shall suffer, I mean, he shall receive reward. But if any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss. But he himself shall be saved, yet passed by fire. Now here you can see that um, all of us, all our works will be manifested. All the works that we do in this life. The moment you get out of your house, the, the Lord will look at the motive. Why? You have your breakfast, you have to answer the why. Lord, because I want to go to church. I, I, want to, I want to be attentive in the service. I want to listen to the preaching. I want to listen. I want to see your word. I will consider, Lord, what's going to happen in the service. I want to be... Um, Strong Lord in, the, in your service, I, I, I will go out there for, for soul winning. I need to be strong, right? And that is a good motive. You, you went shower and you, you dress up uh, because you have a day that still be counted. But again, perhaps that would be wood, hay, or stubble. That will be burned. The moment, the time that you spend for that purpose will just be burned. You will have no reward. 
the supposed reward that you can gain from that moment of time will be lost. If you, if you use that time for soul winning, you can have reward. But if you use the time for movie viewing, you will lose the reward. If you use the time for um, um, going to church and inviting people to come to church to hear the word of God, you will have reward. But if you use this time to, to go for a birthday party, it's potentially a loss. And you see, my friend, every word will be manifested. The fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is, whether it is gold, silver, precious stone, or wood, hay, stubble. You get up and, and, and prepare yourself for school so that you can earn a degree and you can be a lawyer or you can be a, a, a doctor or you can be a, an engineer or you can be a teacher. I think it's just wood because over time it will be burned and it will turn to ashes. But if you serve the Lord Jesus Christ with your profession, it can turn into gold because these are the things that can, can last um, um, to eternity. Amen. Uh, the souls of men. Yep. The, the, the time that you spend for, for the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember Mary and Martha? When the Lord Jesus Christ visited Mary and Martha in Bethany, and, and, and he went there and, and perhaps knocked on the door and the sisters were there. And straight away, when, when Martha saw the coming of the Lord and, and entered into her house, then she went straight to the kitchen. And the Lord Jesus Christ was there perhaps in the lounge and Mary also sat by um, the feet of the Lord Jesus to listen to the Lord Jesus Christ what he's going to say. But Martha was in the kitchen very busy. And Martha was troubled there. She needs assistance. She needs help. A lot of dishes and lots of cooking to do. And Mary could not help her. And, and Martha was complaining about it. And Martha was, uh, could not bear it alone and doing the service. She called the Lord. Lord, why, why, why you allowed Mary to just let me here to serve alone? Bid her therefore to come and help me. Then the Lord Jesus Christ surprisingly answered Martha and said, Martha, Martha, thou art cumbered and troubled about many things, many things, but one thing is needful. Only, there is one thing only in this life that is needful. And Mary had chosen the good part. Amen. Listening to the word of God is a yep. good part. Amen. Yep. Thinking about God is a good part. Yep. Amen. You see, you, we are so busy on many things. Busy and busy and busy. In the eyes of God, you are busy for nothing. Oh, Lord, I'm, I'm working for my provision. Lord, I, I'm doing... I'm not saying that you have to be, you know, lax or, or, or um, uh, not reliable in your work. What I'm saying, my friend, if you all your life is just that to earn money, you are busy for nothing. Because your money will perish. Yep. The, the house that you can buy, maybe out of your money, all of that will be burnt up, the Bible says. If you just leave your life for money, you are wasting your life. Because that will not last eternity. Your soul will last eternity. And, uh, and the things of God can last eternity. And you have taken no part of that. That is the problem. 
You see here, everyone who has all the words will be tried by the fire. And the fire tried and what, what sort of work it is. Every work that is rendered, every work will be accounted for. You see, another thing, when we appear before the judgment of Christ, we shall have to give an account of ourselves and of our service. You see, in Romans chapter 14, verse number 12, this is scary because there is no mama or papa will help you then. There is no pastor that can protect you there. There is no husband or wife that can cover you there. You are going to face the Lord Jesus Christ and you and you alone. So then every one of us shall give account of himself to God. You are going to answer the Lord of the questions that is pertaining to you and how you use your time, how you use your life, and everything else that you did. You see, this is the time for everyone. And notice here that there are no exceptions here. Apostle Paul says, every one of us. And notice also that the account that we shall give is the account of ourselves, not of others. So don't worry about those unfaithful Christians. You look at other Christians, why they are not so faithful like me? Don't worry about them. Why, why these people are, can, cannot come to church every time? And don't worry about them. Why these people, they cannot give their offering? And don't worry about them. Because you have your own problem too. Why these people are faithful to the Lord? Why they, cannot, why they live in sin? Why this, don't worry about those people. Don't worry about your brother. Don't worry about your sister. Don't worry about other Christians. Don't worry about Christians from other churches. Don't worry about them. Because they will give account of themselves to God. And you will give account of yourself also to God. Amen. And it will be revealed. When it will be revealed, then, whether we have lived for God's glory or we have lived for ourselves, it will be revealed. 2 Corinthians 5.15 2 Corinthians 5.15 It says, And that He, that's Jesus Christ, and that He died for all, that they which live, that's us, should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Brothers and sisters, how do you live your life? Are you living for the Lord Jesus Christ or you only live for yourself? If we look at your, if the Lord Jesus Christ, we look at your calendar. Oh, that's why I don't keep calendar. No problem. If the Lord Jesus Christ will recall Monday last week to Sunday, today, or Sunday last week to Saturday, yesterday, 
how the Lord will appreciate your calendar. My friend, this is a big question for each one of us to answer. How do we live our life? How do we how how we have used our time? Is there prayer there in the week past? Did you spend some time for the things of God and contemplate on the things of God? The wonders and the beauty and the faithfulness of God in your life? What happened when you get up in the morning? You spend some time to thank the Lord. Lord, thank you for this morning. Lord, thank you for this day. Lord, allow me to praise you today. Lord, allow me that I can do the, the, the things that you want me to do today. We need to do that. We need to give account of our time. John chapter 9, verse number 4. The Lord Jesus Christ has this. He said, I must work. I must work the works of Him that sent me. I must work the works of Him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh and no man can work. We have to do the work of God today. I will tell you every single time that we come together, let us praise the Lord and thank God. Lord, thank you that we have our service today. Lord, thank you that we have a church, a building that we can use today. Lord, thank you that we can worship you today. Because next week we do not know. The next day we, can, we do not know. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night coming, my friend, the night of sickness will come. Right. You cannot come. The night of, you know, uh, problems will come. There's no way you can come. The night of death can come. You cannot praise the Lord when that comes. But thank God that we have, this is what we call today. While it is day, Lord, thank you that I still have my strength. Lord, thank you that I can still get up, get out of bed, and, and, and prepare myself for church. Lord, thank you that you have given me the strength. Thank God everything that He has Amen. given you today, Lord. Amen. The night cometh, and no man can work. Ephesians 5.16, redeeming the time, because the days are even redeeming the time because the days are evil. How we have used our money. How we have used our position. How we have used our property. If the Lord will give you one million dollars today, what comes into your mind? What comes into your mind? I'll tell you, church building. <laughs> what comes in your mind? Travel to Europe. <laughs> Well, that's your money, so you can use it. But again, the Lord will look at that. I will travel to Israel. If there's a place that I want to travel, Israel. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 6, verse number 19. Matthew 6, 19. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt, where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. 
For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Second, um, first Timothy chapter 6 is an interesting um, advice of Apostle Paul to the Christians that are uh, well off. Those Christians that are blessed by the Lord. I think they have more responsibility on the things of, you know, the financial aspect perhaps of the church. But this is Apostle Paul speak, speaking to the people um, uh, through Timothy. He wrote this to, to Timothy and he said, verse number 17, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17, Charge them that are rich in this world, that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God, who giveth us richly all, all things to enjoy, that they do good, that they be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate, willing to help, ready to give, ready to, um, to, to give to missionaries, ready to um, do something for missions and, and things of the Lord. This is what Apostle Paul advised to those people who are blessed by God. Now, how we have used our resources, and whether we have sought the salvation of the lost, when you think about people, what comes into your mind? My friend, people are souls. People need the Lord. Yep. Always remember that they need the Lord. Um, Proverbs 11, verse number 30. Proverbs 11, 30. The Bible says, The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. And he that winneth souls is wise. My friend, soul winners sometimes they are very poor financially. But I will tell you, they are the wisest of people in this world. The wisest of people in this world is not in the, in, in the judiciary. The wisest people in this world is not in parliament. Not in uh, Washington, D.C. The wisest people in this world are not the owners of the buildings in Oakland City. The wisest people in this world are those people who want souls to Christ. Yep. Yep. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he that winneth souls is wise. Daniel chapter 12, verse number 3. Daniel chapter 12, verse number 3. And they that be wise, this is the future of those people who win souls to Christ. I do not know what's your future. The Bible individually, you know, uh, lay down what's going to be your future, but specifically for those people who um, win souls to Jesus Christ, this is their future. And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. What caused people to give their lives for the souls of men? A lot of missionaries died in mission field and they gained nothing out of it. And in fact, many of them have been forgotten. Their lives are, you know, are, are, are forgotten and silent. We do not know how they died and why they died. And for the most of the reasons, they died because of the souls of men. They died and sometimes the people that killed them are those people that they tried to save. And we do not hear about them. 
And why they allow their lives to, to be spent like that? Why? Because you see here in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse number 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse number 10. Sorry, 2, 2 Corinthians 5, 10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body, according to that he has done, whether it be good or bad. Verse number 11 is my text. Verse 11. Knowing, therefore, the terror of the Lord. Knowing, therefore, the terror of the Lord. We persuade men. That is the reason why they died. Yep. That is the reason why Apostle Paul suffered a lot of persecutions and he died in the ministry. He died winning souls to Christ. That is the reason why Jesus Christ died also for Amen. the souls of men. That's right. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. That is why Jesus Christ is encouraging the, the disciples to, uh, you know, go to them, or go into, into the highways and byways and compel them to come in. What's the word compel? Force them to come. Drag them to church. Drag them. You know, come, come, just once. Yeah. Sometimes I, I did that to my friends. Then just come with me once. Just come once. I'll, I'll take you for lunch somewhere. <laughs> Just for them to come. If they don't listen, and if they're not, you know, uh, they, they don't want to uh, to believe God, it's up to them. But at least I want them to come once. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. Second Corinthians 5.15 Second Corinthians 5.15 And that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves. But unto him, that Jesus Christ, which died for them and rose again. Your life is supposed to be spent for the Lord Jesus Christ, not for yourself. If you are saved this morning, your life is supposed to be spent for the Lord Jesus Christ. That is the real and that is the fact of our life. We are supposed to live our life for the Lord Jesus. That's right. All the words that, that were spoken by the Lord Jesus Christ will come to us again. The words in the Bible that we, that we read, the words in, uh, that, that we hear from the preaching coming also out of the Word of God, then that will come back to us to witness against us. You see, Matthew 12, verse 36. And this, um, Matthew 12, 36 is different verse, but the verse is saying that, but I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. But there's another word in the, in, the, in, the, um, in the text, in the Bible, that says that the word that you speak, now, and the word that Jesus Christ um, had spoken will be the ones that will judge you. The Lord Jesus Christ will use his word to judge us. That means you have the word of God. You have the word of God in your uh, position. And those, the word of God, the Bible, will be the ones to judge us in the last days. 
when we appear before the justices of Christ, number three, everything which is worthless and empty will be burned up, and only that which can stand the test of fire will remain. We have read that in First Corinthians chapter chapter three, First Corinthians chapter three, verse number twelve. It says that now if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest. For the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss. But he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. And notice that there are two kinds of materials used. There are two kinds of materials that will be tested. That which abides the testing of fire and which is purified by, by the fire are the gold, silver, precious stones. And that which is easily burned up uh, because of, um, of its uh, worthlessness, the wood, Hey, stubble. So anything you do in this world that doesn't matter to eternity, all of those will be lost. Everything that you do, like uh, say for example your leisure, uh, you love your leisure, you love your sports, you love your movies and your games, and most of our shopping, most of our career, most of our trades, all of those will just be burned up and will not last for eternity. The life that we live and the way that we serve the Lord Jesus Christ, and there are two kinds there. There are two kinds. Either that which will stand the test of fire and that will, will not stand the test of fire. So make sure and you know what are those things that can last eternity. The word of God will last eternity. Yep. The things of God, the yep. work of God, the church, the souls of men, yep. the love of God. Those are the things that will last eternity. Yep. When we appear before the judge visit of Christ, and lastly, number four, the purpose of the judge will not to punish the unfaithfulness of men. But to reward the faithfulness. This is for the same. If you are saved today and you are going to face, of course, uh, the judgment seat of Christ, you are going to face Him. This is not about to degrade you or to, you know, just like what happened here in the uh, in marathon or or in the uh, games, in the Grecian games. Uh, when when it is over, when everything is done, all the winners are already there. Um, the successful contestants will assemble themselves before the, what they call the Bema, the Bema seat, or that is the judge's stand. That is where the, the judge um, will, will render the judgment, and, and that seat is a little bit elevated, and everyone can see um, as if the umpire will, will sit there and will pronounce the results and to make the awards. 
Now, that empire will announce the award. The same thing is true in the Lord Jesus Christ, in the judgment seat of Christ, the Bima, the Bima seat of Christ. Bima judgment. You and I will have to stand before the judgment seat of Christ, and every one of us will, will go there in order that we may give honor, we will give, we will give uh, um, promotion. I mean, we, we, will, we will be given promotion, we will be given honor by the judgment seat or the, the judge that will give us the reward. And again, all of us will be given according to what we have done. That is why it's really important that after you get saved, after you get saved, you have to um, allow the Holy Spirit to work in your life. Because if you will just live your life carelessly, carelessly, you will suffer loss. And if you are not careful about serving the Lord Jesus Christ, when you face Him, the regret, my friend, I'll tell you, the regret. I cannot imagine the regret. Because you are going to face Him for all eternity. And this lifespan that we have here, a very small amount of time. If you wasted this small amount of time, you are going to pay that for the rest of all eternity. And you will look back and think back and see this time, oh, why I did not serve the Lord Jesus Christ faithfully. Why I allowed myself um, to, to um, um, waste all the time that God has given me. Because in that time, my friend, it's very important for us to understand that we are going to receive and we'll hear from the Lord Jesus Christ. Either the Lord Jesus Christ will say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant, enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Or the Lord Jesus Christ will say the adverse remarks. And we don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. I don't want you to experience that. And at that meeting with the Lord Jesus Christ, you will receive crowns. You and I will receive crowns. I will receive my crown. You will receive your crown. Because crowns will be given. Notice in Revelation chapter uh, 4, verse number 10. Revelation chapter 4, verse number 10. The four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne and worship him that liveth forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. They cast their crowns because the Lord Jesus Christ gave them crowns. But in effect, the Lord, I mean, these men, they return the crown. All of us will be given crowns. And all of us are supposed to give back to Jesus Christ the crown. But what if you don't have crown? Because you lose your reward. You don't have crown. And there's nothing you can give to the Lord. There's nothing you can offer to the Lord. There's nothing because you wasted your time. You wasted your life for yourself and for your, for your um, carnal um, activities. You do not think about the work of God. You do not think about serving Christ. You have, serving Christ is nothing of your business. And now time will come that you are going to miss it. You are supposed to give it unto the Lord. 
You are supposed to give it, Lord. You are worthy of this. I'm not worthy of this. It's yours. But there's nothing in your hand. You are supposed to take that crown off your head and give it to the Lord. All of us will receive crowns. The Bible tells us, 1 Corinthians 9, verse 25, He will give crowns. Do not miss this. Grab this crown. Work for this crown. Work for this reward. This is not for you to be saved. This is for you to get the reward. Because we are already saved. 1 Corinthians 9.25 And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they to obtain a corruptible crown. But we are incorruptible. We will receive crown that is not the same as crown that the Olympic uh, Olympia can, can, can have. All of us can have a crown given by the Lord Jesus Christ and that crown is for all eternity. The crown, who knows who's, who, who won the 400 meter dash uh, in, in you know, 1904 when is, when is that Olympic? No one knows. Their glory is gone. Many people have been crowned Olympians but their glory is gone. They are forgotten. But my friend, when you receive a crown from the Lord Jesus Christ for all eternity, it will not fade away. In James chapter 1 verse number 12, God will give you crown of life if you endure trials. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Do you love God? You have a promise of a crown. You will be given a crown if you love God. How to love God? Love the church. Love the people of God. Love the souls of men. Because those are the, you know, uh, the fishermen. How you love God, you cannot see. But these are the people that God loves. So put your heart also in this where God puts his heart on. In, in, in 1 Thessalonians 2, verse number 19, the Lord will give you the crown of rejoicing. You see here, for what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing? Are not even ye in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ that is coming? For you are our glory and joy. And the Lord will give you a crown of righteousness in, in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse number uh, 24. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse number 24. This is when you preach the word of God and you have you pastor a church. You can have this. Verse 24. I mean, sorry. Um, chapter, chapter 5, verse number 2. Feed the flock of God, which is among you, taking the oversight thereof. Not by constraint, but willingly. Not for filthy lacquer, but of a ready mind. Neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being in samples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, you shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. That crown of glory will never fade. And 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse number 8. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse number 8. 2 Timothy 4, 8. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. When 
it is the day that judgment said to Christ. That is the day that we are all looking forward to. And not to me only, but unto all them also that love is appearing. Not just Apostle Paul, but every one of us, every one of you that love the appearing of the Lord Jesus Christ, all of us will receive that crown. Now, what happened, Pastor, if I don't have a crown? That is a shame. Because all those crowns can be yours. All those crowns are available to you. But you did not exert effort at all because you don't love God. That's true. That is a problem. That's the reason why. Because you have no affection to God. You have no affection to the work of God. You have no affection at all to anything about the Lord. You are just afraid of hell. That is why you come to church. You do not really love God. If there is no hell, you will not come to church. A lot of Christians, they are just afraid of hell. That is why they receive Jesus. But they are forced to receive Jesus because of hell. But some people, they love the Lord Jesus Christ. Whether if the Lord Jesus Christ will live in hell, then they will go there with him. That's what David said. If I lay my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. You see, in conclusion, when we appear before the judgment seat of Christ, it will be too late then to wish that we had been more faithful, more zealous, more careful in our work and witness. My friend, when we see Christ, it will be too late. It will be too late. But now is the time. Now is the time to see these things happen into our life. We have the time. You cannot say to the Lord, Lord, sorry, I have no opportunity. No, you have all the opportunity today. The Lord can give you all these crowns if you will take that opportunity. Last verse, 1 John chapter 2, verse 28. 1 John chapter 2, verse 28. There will be people that will be ashamed. There is a great shame there. That is the purpose why we have the church. To prepare you for the coming of the Lord. To prepare you for the judgment seat. Our church will teach you, will tell you what to expect there so that you can avoid, we can avoid these avoidable things. These are avoidable. The shamefulness there will be avoidable. And it's so a lot of people. Billions of saints will look at you like billions upon billions of people will see and will look at you. Notice this. Now, little children, abide in Him. Stay close with the Lord. Stay close to the things of God. Stay close to His Word. Stay close to God in prayer. Abide in the Lord. In, 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 in good times and in bad times, stay close in the Lord. Abide in Him that when He shall appear, we may have confidence. We are not afraid. We, are, we have come today, Lord. If you come today, Lord, thank you, God. I have assurance in my heart. I have confidence in my heart that I will not be ashamed when you come. That is what we need in our church. That is what we need to have when, we, when the Lord Jesus Christ will come. When we have confidence and not be ashamed before Him at His coming. When the Lord Jesus Christ will come, 
I don't care. Can we look at him face to face with a joy in our face? Or we will hide someone else's there because we are afraid of his face. I hope that you are not afraid of his face because our Lord and our Savior is a lovely Lord. He is lovely. He is the most, you know, uh, beautiful. That, you know, there's, there's nothing in comparison to him. If you are saved, then you have to build up that foundation in your life and gain that confidence by following him, following his word, and by loving him with all your heart and your, all your mind. Let's bow our heads and pray. Our Father in heaven, Lord, we thank you once again for uh, the reminder today. Sometimes, Lord, this is scary, but Lord, we are not supposed to be scared. We are not supposed to be uh, afraid in this moment because you have given us all these uh, preparations. Your word has warned us how to behave ourselves today while we are waiting for your coming. While we are waiting, Lord, we have the opportunity to build up these crowns, to gain and to earn these crowns. We cannot earn our salvation, but Lord, thank God we can earn our crowns. And Lord, help us to earn these crowns so that we have something to offer to you, Lord, of all the things that you have done, of all the sacrifices, Lord, that you have done for the salvation of my soul. You died in my behalf. You suffered the pain in my behalf. I'm not, I'm, I'm supposed to be the one to suffer. I'm supposed to be the one to, uh, to be punished, Lord, because of my sins. But Lord, you took all my sins away. And you took all my punishments away upon your own body on the cross. And you cried at the cross and you said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Lord, I know the pain. I can see in the, the pain that you have suffered because of me. And Lord, when we meet, help me, Lord, that I can offer you something that you deserve. I can offer you the crowns that you deserve. Help your people, O oh God, to think about these things while it is cold today. Because the night coming and no one can work. Lord, thank you for this moment. Lord, I pray that all these people will come also to know Christ. If there's anyone here, Lord, that is not saved, Lord, I'm sorry if they will miss the salvation because it is a sad thing that they come to church and they are not saved. But Lord, if there's anyone here that is not saved, please, Lord, speak to that person. And I pray, oh God, that that person will receive you as Lord and Savior. He will come to you, Lord, to ask forgiveness of um, their sins and will, will confess their sins to you, O God, and will invite you into their hearts to come as Lord and Savior. Please, Lord, allow everyone to consider accepting the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Bless us, O God, this morning. Thank you for your goodness to us. Thank you for loving us, O oh God. Thank you for preparing heaven for us. And thank you, Lord, for saving us. We uh, thank you, Jesus, and pray. Amen. 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 Let's sing the prayer.